Over his 34-year career, my husband has authored over 50 published articles, along with several books, videos, and audio training programs on the subject of network marketing. He's also been repeatedly recognized as one of the top network marketing trainers in the world. In June of 2011, he was invited to visit our company's home office. He was so impressed with what he saw that he decided that day to walk away from his lucrative speaking and consulting career and got started as a team of one. Today, that team of one has grown to over 200,000 customers, associates, managers, directors, executives, and millionaires in 17 countries. Today, my husband and I work together and we are extremely grateful to have been recognized as the number one income earners for our company worldwide. But what I'm most excited about today is that thanks to podcast technology, you can learn the leadership skills, the leadership lessons that will help you grow your own world-class team. With that in mind, let the man who's been teaching others about leadership for decades share what he's been teaching with you. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce my business partner and the love of my life, my husband, Michael S. Klaus. Today, we're going to really focus on your business. Today, my goal being here with you this morning is to share with you what I have been learning, implementing, teaching and training on for the better part of the last 31 years. If you have an interest in building your business bigger, better, and faster than you ever thought possible, please take some notes. I brought mine. I wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out, didn't add anything in. I want you to walk out with the formula, the recipe, the step-by-step instructions. And isn't it interesting when we think about those terms that literally from the days of antiquity, we have been trying as a people to figure things out and then record what we have uncovered, the process, the order, whatever we happen to call it, so that we could share that information with someone else. And here in the space of isogenics, it is the same. People are different. Where I've caught you this morning, I'm sure the stories, if we invited you all up here today, you would have some great stories to share about how you ended up in this room, maybe where you currently are, where you're going, but what you need, what I need, what all of us collectively need to be teaching and training on are the fundamentals. Again, the formula, the recipe, those instructions that you can walk out of here with. Does that make sense to all of you this morning? Good. So let's talk about the three questions we want to address during our conversation this morning. Question number one, where are you? And when I say, where are you, where are you when it comes to your health journey with this company? Some of you are new. That's okay. Some of you have been around for a period of time. But where are you? What's going on right now in your world? What about the business? Where are you as it pertains to the business? You know, statistically, at least statistically, half of the room today, associates and consultants, half the room. Nothing wrong with being an associate, consultant. Everyone starts somewhere. Lynn and I had to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. We've all had to start somewhere. But where are you? You need to know right now exactly where you are as it pertains to your health journey and your wealth journey. Does that make sense? You've got to have some idea. Question number two, where are you going? How far up is up for you? How lean do you want to be? How many push-ups do you want to be able to do? How many marathons do you want to be able to run? What's important to you from your body standpoint? Do you just want to look good in your clothes? Or do you want to take your physical performance to a level never before seen? Where are you going? And I'll promise you this, again, if we could invite you all up here on this grand stage, every story would be different. For Lynn and myself, what we want is the ability to wake up in the morning and feel amazing, to move through the day with effortless ease. To be in a position where we decide in the middle of the afternoon, 100 degrees outside, let's go for a four-mile walk around the lake, no problem. 
grab an e-shot out the door, come back, you know, a little bit sweaty, take a quick shower, back into the reality of our world. We want our bodies to behave and perform. That's where we are. Where are you? Where are you going? And probably the most important question we need to address during the limited amount of time we have today, how are you going to get there? What's your plan? What's the system you have in place that you're following? What are the goals you've set out for yourself? And if someone asked you, could you show them with effortless ease? Here's my plan. This is where I am. Here's where I'm going. Here's the step-by-step set of instructions I'm going to be using to take myself from where I currently am to where I desire to be. We've got to know. So that being said, let's talk about the very first question. Where are you? You know, isogenics is in a unique profession, the network marketing profession. And what I would love for you to do, we're going to take a little test, five areas we've got to take a look at to make sure we understand where we are. So number one, as it pertains to the profession we've chosen to be a part of, where are you? Give yourself right now a bit of a rating, if you would, just for yourself, not for your neighbor. Larger number is not to impress a smaller number is not to take away from your start. But where are you when it comes to the network marketing profession? What do you know and believe to be true about this great, this great industry that we're all a part of? What do you know? When someone comes to you and says, is that one of those stuff? What do you know about the network marketing profession? If you had to give yourself a number, one, relatively low, you're new, wouldn't expect it to be a high number if you're new, a 10, 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You could come up here on this grand stage. We could have a conversation. You could debate your point, probably win. Where are you? Just give yourself a number. I remember having a coffee presentation with a gentleman not that long ago. He showed up in one of those two-tone cars, you know, blue on the top, rust on the bottom, not yet paid for. He said, this will never work, never work, never work. He went back to his life, I went back to mine. When those things happen to you, though, how do you feel? Are you 10 feet tall and bulletproof? Do you understand the profession we're in? Give yourself a number, and let me also give you this advice. You have got to go to work on that number. You want to grow your business? You want to grow your body? You want to grow your belief? You've got to go from wherever you currently are to a 10 over a reasonable period of time. Let's talk about the second of the five points here the company that we've all chosen to be a part of. You know, as you heard in the introduction, I walked away from everything I was doing to be here. That's belief. Some of you, your belief will come over time. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with belief coming over time. Some of you are new. You're kind of here, kind of testing the water, see how this all works out. For others, you're already committed. You've already experienced how this has worked out. We've seen your name on the wall. You know who you are. What do you know and believe to be true about this company? Do you know who the Coovers are? Do you know who John Anderson is? Do you understand the rich history, when we got started, where we're currently located, the countries that we're involved in, the mission, the passion, and the purpose of the people behind us? Could you absolutely quote our mission statement and get it right from beginning to end without missing a single word? What do you know? Where are you right now as it pertains to the profession we're involved in? Where are you right now on a scale of 1 to 10 as it pertains to the company you've chosen to be a part of? I'm telling you, if you're new, I expect that number to be rel relatively low. Nothing wrong with a low number, but your goal is to do what? Go to work on that number. You've got to move that number from wherever it currently is all the way up to a 10. You've got to become 10 feet tall and bulletproof or someone's going to come along, take you out of the game. They walk around saying, shakes, you can't drink shakes all the time. Who's going to drink shakes all the time? Here's my thought. Maybe you should give it a go. Have you looked in the mirror? I'm telling you what, sometimes you just have to understand. Ten feet tall and bulletproof people aren't taken out of the game. Other people, you know, we've got to go to work on that. Someone's going to knock you out. We can't have that. Biggest challenge we've got is to keep you in until you become a ten. We've got to keep you in the game. Go to work on your number. Number three, you've got to go to work on the products. You have got to become a product of the product. You've got to get them from your pantry into your body. They don't work well in the bottle or the can or the canister. You can't just walk by and feel stronger looking at them. 
Rip it open, pour it out, stir it up, drink it down. You know, it's amazing to me. People come sometimes and they'll say, do I really need to do 100 points? And I say to them, have you looked in the mirror? I would suggest you go for two. You just have to have a belief that goes so deep inside that no one is going to take you off point or knock you out of the game. The only way I can suggest this is going to become your reality is to do the same thing Lynn and I have done in ours. Get the products into you until the products become a part of the very fabric of who you are. Wake up in the morning. Start your day how you see it moving forward. But make sure, make sure, make sure you know where you are. And whatever your number is, again, if you're new, just kind of trying this out, we've got some new people here. They're like, okay, maybe I'll order a 30-day system and see what happens. Fabulous. I wouldn't expect you to have a very high number. That's okay. But you need to know what your number is. And if you want this to work for you, both for your body and your bank account, if you're interested in taking your life from where it is to where you desire it to be, you've got to go to work on these numbers. Does that make sense? So we've got to be a 10 over time within the space of our profession. You've got to know it and believe it and understand it and be able to support it and endorse it. You've got to become a 10 as it pertains to the company you've chosen to be a part of. You've got to be a 10 as it comes to these extraordinary products. You've also got to be 10 when it comes to how you are compensated, the compensation plan. Let me tell you something, little sidebar right here. Be willing to do the work. Lynn was recorded a few years ago at a conference. They asked her to do the compensation plan. The company recorded it as they're recording this presentation today. Here's the crazy part. Most of you, if I told you this, would think I was kidding. Here's the part. I'm about as serious as a heart attack right now. I sat down in front of my computer screen with a blank piece of paper in front of my hand, and I watched my own wife. Presentation after presentation after presentation trying to stay ahead of her. I tried to get the words out of my mouth before she could get the words out of hers. I watched it over and over and over and over again until I could take that sheet of plain white paper and I could draw out the compensation plan. I could show someone how you go from where you currently are to where you desire to be how you're going to get paid, how you're going to rank advance, how this all works from a structure standpoint. I had to know. And the only way you could know is the repetition, repetition, repetition. When I started in the very beginning, I had a belief, but probably if I had to be honest and give myself a number, I would say three, four, five, somewhere in there. And then when they started paying us, I thought, okay, four, five, six. And then as it's continued on, you know, and I walk by and I see our name on the wall, small number next to it, they put a one next to it. I thought, okay, this is working out okay. This is okay. This is okay. So my belief right now in the compensation plan is a little stronger than it once was. People say, you can't make any money doing this. I say, you're an idiot. I say that in my head, not out loud, because I know the truth. I know the truth. You can do well doing this. I believe you can. Now, maybe for you, all you want to do is pay for product. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with paying for product. If you want to pay for your product, fantastic. If that's your goal, amazing. Know how to do it from a compensation, stand, from a compensation plan standpoint. You want to pay for your product in a car? Know how you're going to accomplish that. You want to do your product car in a home? Know how you're going to accomplish that. You want to set your family free? What does that mean to you? Figure it out. Know where you are and have a plan to get there. But obviously, you're going to have to put in a lot more time, effort, and energy if you want to set your family free than if you just want to pay for a little bit of product. Does that make sense? But what's your number? You've got to have a number. I bump into you later today. You want to photograph? You want to come up and say hello? That would be lovely. Happy to do that. Not all at once, of course. But here's what I'm going to do. I'll look you right in the eye and say, what's your number? I would suggest you know. Got to know where you are. So we've got to be a 10. We've got to take ourselves from where we currently are all the way to the top of this. We've got to be a 10 as it pertains to the profession. We've got to be a 10 as it pertains to the company we've chosen to be a part of, Isagenix. We've got to be a 10 as it comes to these extraordinary products. Get them in your body, out of the bottle, into the body. We've got to be a 10 as it pertains to how we're paid, compensation plan. But you know what? These first four are all constants. Work the same for everyone. Love the profession. Not so much a fan. Same for all of us. Love the company. History doesn't change for you. We started in 2002, whether you like that year or not. 
That's the history of the company. Jim McCarthy or Jim McCarthy. John Anderson, you say, I don't like John Anderson, too normal. Give him a different name. Can't do that. The history of the company is the history of the company. It's the same for everyone. Products are the product. They don't walk into the store and say, oh, for you. Oh, we have your things behind the counter. No. No, you pick up the same products as everybody else. You're paid the same way as everybody else. No one says, well, you're a woman. I'm sorry. We don't pay you what we pay the gentleman standing next to you. We pay you the same. We also don't say, oh, you're new. We don't pay you what we pay someone who's been around for a while. We give you a little bit, you're new. We don't pay you much when you're new. You've got to be here six months before we give you a little bit more of a product introductory bonus. That's the way it works in the real world out there. Agreed? Sure, you get a little bit here until you get some experience. We give you a little bit more. Can you imagine? They say, hey, congratulations on your first 30-day system. You just earned $5. Do another one, we'll pay you $7.50. Eventually, you can work your way up to the 25 we pay everyone else, but you've got to prove yourself first. I mean, if that's the way it was, I suppose we would all adapt to it, but that's not the way it is. We pay everyone what? The same. We pay them the same, the same, the same. Get your number to a 10. But here's the unique factor about these five is point number five is where we separate every person in this room. Point number five is the you factor. Y-O-U. You can walk by the wall. You can see the names there. You can wander around this great auditorium and you can meet the people that are named on that wall. They can confirm the stories. The stories are true. We know the great history of the profession, the great history of the company. We know the great products that we have. We have the science behind them. We have all of that stuff. But here's the reality. Even though you've watched other people parade across the stage, stand up here, $100,000 people, $250,000 people, three-quarter million dollars, million dollars, you saw the people walk across the stage. You can wander around and say, is it true? Is it true? Is it true? Is it yes, it's true. But how real is that for you? How convinced are you that you got a shot at this? I'm telling you what, this is where we separate people in the room. Whatever your number is right now, just write it down. I hope you've got a number for these five points. What is your belief that you can realize your dreams or your goals? How strongly are you entrenched in the belief that this is your path? If you've got a low number because you're new or you're just unsure, that's okay. But I'm telling you, I'm imploring you, go to work on your number. Does that make sense? You've got to go to work on these numbers until you're a 10 in all five of these categories. And once you are, I'm telling you, you become 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You become unstoppable. Now, that does not mean you're going to be an instant overnight success. It means you're not going to walk away from this. You're not going to quit. So you're going to figure it out as you move through time. And over time, you're going to understand how all of the mechanics and what we're going to share this morning come together. It will be real to you. But it will make sense because you will have stuck around long enough to see it as reality in your own world. Does that make sense? Wonderful. So let's start talking about point number two. So number one is where are we? Where are we? It's your number. That's where you are. What's your number in each one of these categories? You've got to know what your number is. That's where you are. Now let's talk about where you're going. Question number two, where are you going? You've got to know. You've got to know what your body is designed to do. Where are you going? Is it a number on a scale? Is it a way you feel when you wake up in the morning? How is it how is it for you? You've got to know where you're going. Do you want to compete in the Isobody Challenge or do you want to win the Isobody Challenge? Where are you going? And if you enter to the Isobody Challenge and you don't win, are you going to enter again and again and again? Because it's your goal to actually win that no matter how many times you have to enter. What's your number? What's your goal? If you don't know where you are, you can't even begin to contemplate where you're going. You've got to know where you're going. Where are you going with your body? Where are you going with your business? Where are you going with your bank account? You've got to know. Now, in the early stages, I'm telling you, sometimes it is something just as simple as a number. Get on a scale, look at the number, say, I don't like the number. Let's go to work on changing that number. Fantastic. But over time, over time, we all know muscle weighs more than fat. So at some point in time, you almost need to throw that scale away and just walk by a mirror and take a look. Don't delude yourself. Sometimes getting heavier means getting healthier. You understand? I'm telling you. 
You know, I walk by a mirror and I think, okay, okay, okay. Where are you? Well, that's because I'm a man. You understand that, right? I mean, the man's a little balding, a little bit of a belly. He's in his underwear, catches his glance in his bedroom, full-length mirror, sucks in his stomach, flexes his muscle, gives himself the sexiest look he can, and he says to himself, either internally or externally, I've still got it. <laughs> Women, by the other, other side of the equation, you can be looking pretty darn fine, and you can walk by and cast your glance away from the mirror because you can't even, you can't even look in. Listen, I don't live in your body, and, and I don't live out of your bank account. The only person that this should matter to you or to is you. You're the one who has to live in your body. You're the one that has to live out of your bank account. Go to work on the numbers. Give yourself the time that's appropriate for you. And we're going to talk about that before we're complete today, but you've got to know where you are. And then you need a plan. You've got to have a plan. Now, we have here within Isogenics, we've got a plan. We've got a 90-day action plan. I don't know if how many of you have it with you here or how many of you watching this recording have it in front of you, but I'm telling you what, if you're watching this in a recorded mode and you don't have this action plan in front of you, I'd suggest you hit the pause button and go figure out where to get it. You've got to have a plan. This auditorium that we're in today, do you think of the people who built this grand arena, went to another city or another state and said, hey, we'd like to do that one again. I don't know if you know who we are. We built that beautiful facility. We're well known for it. People have come in from all over the world. Rock stars have graced the stage. Unprecedented people from around the world have graced the stage. You've just got to come. You've got to check this out. We're going to do it again. If you took that idea to the city, what do you think they might ask you for? Where's your plan? Oh, we don't have a plan. We have it in our head. You know, you put up a column here, you put up a column there. Before you know it, you've got a building. We've done it before. We're bringing the same crew. You think that would fly in the city? They say, well, listen, if you've done this before, odds are good you probably have a plan somewhere. We'd kind of like to see it. You know, maybe you built it in the desert where you don't have a snow load. You know, you want to build it up here in Colorado. We don't know if you know this or not, but it snows sometimes. We don't want the roof falling in in the middle of winter. We want to see your plan. You need to see your plan, too. You need to have that plan in front of you each and every day. You've got to have a plan. But let me talk for a moment, if I could, about this plan, because there is a flaw in the plan that we need to be open and honest about. And the flaw in the plan is that sometimes we only get part of the story. Yeah, oftentimes it's due to time. You know, we come out here, they say, Michael, come out, give them the material they really need to hear. I say, okay, I've done this for a long time, 31 years, how much time can I have? Give them an hour. Take 31 years into an hour, okay, it's going to sound like a recipe. Well, what do you mean? Well, for those of you that have ever spent any time in a kitchen, you know if you really think about it, a recipe always has the same three components. Number one, we have the ingredients. You're making a chocolate cake, we're going to have sugar, flour, you get the idea. We have the ingredients. Number two, somewhere on that recipe, we'll have the process. Preheat the oven, grease and flour the cookie sheets, mix it together, let it rise, bake it, cool it, frost it, eat it. You get the idea. We have the process. And then number three, we always have somewhere denoted whether we're aware of it or not, temperature and time. How long are we going to cook this and for, or at what temperature? But if you pick up a recipe, there's always a couple of things that really surprise me. I don't spend a lot of time in the kitchen, but I am aware that if you're making a feast for your family or something as simple as a chocolate cake, there's one ingredient that just doesn't really seem to matter that much unless, of course, you understand how to cook and that would be the salt. Why would you put salt in a chocolate cake? There's two cups of sugar. Why would I put in a teaspoon of salt? Because it's on the recipe. If I'm making this feast for my family, by volume, by volume, at least by volume, the salt is the least important of every ingredient you could possibly imagine, but leave it out, and then ask your guests a little bit later, how is the meal? And what do you think they might say? A little bland, something not quite right? See, we've got to remind people of the salt and the also overlooked aspect of the recipe, which is that crazy little thing we tend to refer to as an egg. 
You know, the egg will knock you out of the game all the time. I just wanted to double check before I came up here, so I started Googling recipes. I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked. I was only looking for ones that you have to put in an egg. Blend in an egg, stir in an egg, mix in an egg. They all have fancy ways of saying the same thing. Put in an egg. There's an asterisk at the bottom that tells you to, to grease and to, to put flour in the pans. Cool completely before you frost it. Bake until done. That's always my favorite. Really? I was going to bake it until I thought it was done. Baking it until it's done sounds like a lot better. That's part of the instructions, part of the process. Bake until done. But then I got down to the egg, and there it was. Add in an egg. Okay. Little crunchy. Why isn't there an asterisk that says remove from the shell first? Why? Well, it's obvious. To whom? Well, to the people that are making. Okay, but have you ever thought about the fact that somebody actually might acquire the Martha Stewart cookbook for the first time like ever? Or pick up Julia Childs and decide, oh, I don't know to blog about it and then make a movie and retire? Listen, lots of very interesting people have decided to try cooking and when it comes down to putting in an egg and they say put in an egg and you put in an egg and it doesn't taste right, you don't know what to do. And we have these eggs all through our profession, we didn't even think about it. Go talk to people. Egg. When you said talk to people, what, do you mean talk to them? Like, not text them, but like talk, like actually talk? No, I didn't mean that. Do I have to put it in air quotes? Talk to people. Like, what does this mean? So you said people, like what people? Like the people that are here? No, these people are in. Well, what people? <laughs> the people that aren't in. I mean, it, it would seem so obvious to me, but to the new person, they're taking copious notes. Talk to people, air quotes, not in. Got it. Can, can I ask you something? What do, what do I say? What do I talk to them about? Stuff. Ask them. Stuff. Egg. Here's the thing. I'm doing the best I can up here. But I know some of you, when you get home, especially the firstborn left brain people, you know who you are. The crazy people taking all the notes. You know, you're going to go home and color code this, type it up. You're going to put it in a file folder, stick it in somewhere. Beautiful. Michael Klaus's notes. Amazing recipe formula, grow my business bigger, better, faster than I ever thought possible. Love that title. Fantastic title. I do like that title. I wrote that title. It's a good title. But if you don't actually get in the kitchen and start cooking, it will never give you the opportunity to find out if you can create what's on the cover of the cookbook. You've just got to go to work and practice and do it again and practice and do it again and practice and do it again. You know what we say about the first pancake? I mean, the first person I brought into the business, I killed him. This isn't hard. Just order it and eat it. How hard can it be? There's, there's a direction somewhere. Just follow them. That wasn't effective. Efficient, not effective. So we learn over time. We all do. But watch out for the egg. When you're learning this business and people are giving you instructions, make sure you understand them. And when you're sharing information with other people, don't assume that just because you're sharing something that would seem reasonable or obvious to you, that it's reasonable or obvious to them. Sometimes the little tiny things matter more than we could possibly imagine. Does that make sense? We've got to go to work on it. So 90 days. Why 90 days? Listen, for 25 years, I've been talking to people about a 90-day game plan. You can go find the original YouTube video still floating up there. I have the mustache. I kind of look like, um, that's right, that guy, Tom Selleck. I'm a little shorter than Tom, but I was just as handsome with that mustache. And my suspenders on, looked amazing. You can watch me parade across the stage talking about this game plan, game plan, game plan. Let me give you a couple of notes because we've got an egg going on here. Some of you, it's going to knock you out of the game. Some of you, I don't ask for a show of hands. You didn't even bring this with you. You know why? Because you don't understand it. Because no one explained it to you. It's an egg. And that's okay. They say, have a game plan. Okay, I have it. It's right here. This is awesome. There's a place for my name, but I already know what my name is. Why would I put it on here? And it says my 90-day game plan begins on, I don't know, Tuesday? I don't know what to do here. Should I put a date? Are you going to give me a date? Is someone going to email me a date? Should I ask someone for a date? Should I just make up a date? What do I do here? No one said. Egg. Do you understand? This is the problem.
I know the people that put this together thought, this is obvious. Name? Date. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask for any of you here to pull yours out, because I know only the left-brained firstborn people have put their name down, and they're still waiting for us to give you a date. <laughs> you give me a date, I'll write it down. I got my pen here what, right now. What's the date? I'll put it down right now. Give it to me. I'm going to put it down. You watch. Here's the thing about the 90-day game plan. Some people have said, put your life on hold for 90 days. That's okay. That's like running the 100-meter race. You put everything you possibly can at the 100 meters, and at the end, you're done. They don't go, hey, that was good. You want to go try hurdles now? No, it doesn't work that way. Not in cross-country and not in our business. You want to sprint, sprint. You want to absolutely set everything in your world on hold for the next 90 days and go for it just to see what's possible? Then try that and see what you can do. But here's the problem. At the end of that 90 days, you're going to have to do it again. And then again. And then again. And then again. And then again. And at some point in time, you're going to be tired. You're going to have to find your rhythm. Why did I choose 90 days? 25 years ago, I was reading a book by the man named Jim Rohn. And in that classic book, yes, big shout out to Jim. I had the privilege of working with Jim for a couple of years. Very interesting gentleman. But the book was entitled The Seasons of Life. And it, that got me to thinking, seasons of life. And Jim likened our life to the seasons. You know, winter might be dark, cold, damp, things aren't going well. Spring could be renewal. I just fell in love. You know, the, the start of everything, that could be springtime. Wherever you are, he would like it in his book, The Seasons of Life. He used it as a metaphor. But I got to thinking, you know, that's not half bad. I mean, after all, the seasons change about every 90 days. You live in the desert, maybe not so much. But in other parts of the world, about every 90 days. And even in the desert, you can look and say, oh, it's December. Let's go lay in the pool. <laughs> but about every 90 days. We can tolerate just about anything for 90 days. It can be 115 degrees outside. We can handle that for about 90 days. That goes on for about 6, 8, 10, 12 months. What are most of you thinking about doing? I need a second home somewhere else. Hey, we can tolerate the cold. You know, we live in Nebraska, beautiful. If you haven't spent time where we're living, I'm telling you, you don't know why we're there. And we'd appreciate it if you'd stay home because <laughs> we really don't like traffic. If I get one car in front of me, I'm not happy. I say to Lynn, traffic. She'll look up, there's a car. Horrible. Oh, she got to wave at everybody. Farmer wave. You seen that? You know, steering wheel. How you doing? Yeah, everybody. They're all doing it. You just have to. If you don't wave, sometimes we're walking around, a car will go by. I said, they didn't wave at me. What's wrong with those people? They're from Iowa. It's a, saw the plates. Okay. <laughs> Passing through. I'm not sure why they didn't wave, but maybe they wave when you're in Iowa to the other Iowans. They thought, we're in Nebraska, we're not waving at those people. 90 days. Here's the thing, why doesn't December 1st mark the beginning of winter? Why isn't spring the first day of April? Why don't we have summer, first day of June? It's arbitrary. It reminds me of a woman expecting a child. You know, we've taken that nine-month pregnancy and we've broken it down into three 90-day periods of time. Do you notice that? We've got first trimester, second trimester, third trimester. And to my earlier point, if that mother is expecting a child for the very first time, has morning sickness every single morning for the first 90 days, but eventually it kind of calms down, second trimester is good, kind of handle that, third trimester looking forward to holding that little one, and by the time they hold on to that child, they think, wow, this is unbelievable. And after a short period of time, they might even be so inclined as to do that again. <laughs> but you show me a mother that threw up every single morning for the totality of nine months, I'll show you the mother of an only child. That's too much. We don't want to do that again. And the same thing here. We just can't have such an arduous journey day after day after day after day after day after day after day. Eventually, you're going to think, I can't take this anymore. This is like throwing up every morning for nine months. Too hard, too hard, too hard. I got I to have things calm out. So you can go for it if you're new. You can absolutely turn it up if you've been around for a while. Lynn and I, we've got some big plans when we get back home. But I'm telling you what. You've got to go to work on your numbers, get yourself to attend. Watch out for the egg, have a plan, follow this plan. It's the best you've got in the beginning. Know where you are from your body's perspective, know where you are from your business's perspective, cast your vision out about 90 days and move toward it.
Go for your income and go for your rank. In a business perspective, that's what I would chunk all of this down. I would say about 90 days from today, where do you want to be title-wise and where would you like to be income-wise? About 90 days from today. Now, if you hit that number, I would suggest you celebrate, but not too much. Listen, it's just a 90-day number. And if you don't hit that number in 90 day days, don't berate yourself too much either. After all, it's just 90 days. You've got to give yourself time to figure all of this stuff out. We'll get to what that looks like here in just a couple of moments. But I'm telling you, you've got to go through this every 90 days. Find your rhythm. The best way to do that, here's one of the little secrets in the back of this calendar, the one that you're completely avoiding until now. It's this right here. We get a good, good shot of that. It's your calendar. So here's what you want to do with your calendar. You want to basically go home and you say, okay, first day is arbitrary. It's like becoming pregnant. You say, hey, congratulations, it's the first of the month, we're now expecting. It doesn't work like that. You know, you're expecting when you're expecting. So whatever day we decide, and for this presentation, we won't give the date, here's why. This is being recorded, we want this to live on. I want people to know, whatever day it is, whenever you're watching this, when you start is arbitrary. And it could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be in a week. When are you starting? Have it down. And then make sure you take the time to actually put down on that calendar the things that you must include in your life. For Lynn and for myself, the spiritual aspect of our life is first and foremost. Put it down. Don't leave that to chance. What about the family part of your life? If that's important, put it down. Don't leave that to chance. You know, make sure the things that make up your world are put down there. I'll promise you, you'll find more than enough holes on your calendar to put revenue-producing activity down to take you from where you are to where you want to be. Does that make sense? But you've got to have it down. You've got to fill it out. You've got to know when you're working and you've got to know when you're playing. That's the challenge with most of us. I learned this from Jim Rohn all those years ago. He said, the man is at the office. He's looking outside. It's a beautiful day. And he's lamenting the fact that his family's at home. It's a beautiful day. And he's thinking, I should take them to the beach. And he can't get any work done because the whole time he's there, all he can think about is taking his family to the beach. So when he's at work, where is he? He's at home mentally with his family. So finally he decides, you know what, that's it, that's it, that's it. I can't take it anymore. He calls his wife up and says, get the kids ready. We're going to the beach. They can't believe it. This is great. Daddy's coming home early. We're going to go to the beach. So dad comes home, picks the family up, takes them to the beach. The kids are playing in the water. Mom's happy. Everybody's happy except for guess who? Dad, because where's dad? What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm sitting here at the beach. I got all this stuff to do back at the office. I got to return these text messages. I got to send this email. I got to call this person. Excuse me, I'll be right back. But daddy, look at me. Look at me. It's good. I'll be right back. No, wherever you are, be there. You've got to know. You're working, working. If you're playing, playing. At some point in time, put your phone down. At some point in time. That might have been just for me. We know where we are. We've got a number. We've got a number next to the profession. We've got a number next to the company. We've got a number next to the products. We've got a number next to the opportunity. And we have a number which is our belief in the fact that we have a chance at accomplishing what we want physically, financially, or both. We know where we are. And we need to go to work on those numbers. Number two, we have a plan. We have a plan. It's called the 90-day action plan. And what are we suggesting? You can do just about anything for 90 days, but find your rhythm. Every story here is different. Mother with a brand new child is not going to have the same story as Lynn and myself. Kids are grown and gone. Very different story. We have kids, but guess what? Not the same as the mother with a newborn infant. Don't compare our middle to your beginning. Comparison can be the thief of joy. Don't say, hey, I've been around for the same period of time as they have. You might have been around for the same period of time, but you haven't been around for the same amount of activities we've produced in that time. This is not about how long you've been around. This is about what you do while you're here. I learned that from Lynn. Oh, my goodness. I would talk to two people in a day. She'd talk to 25 people by noon. She'd do a month's activity in a day. She would outproduce, outperform, and outpace virtually every single person in this room with a smile on her face, and everybody just sounds so happy that she called them. I've never seen anyone with a work ethic like hers, ever. People say, 14 months, she shattered every record in the company. It had nothing to do with 14 months. It had everything to do with about 10,000 of these. You say, really, 10,000? I've only done nine. Yes, keep going. You're about 13,901 behind. So what are we going to do for our plan? 
We're going to focus in on the fundamentals. You want to grow your business bigger, better, and faster than you ever thought possible? We've got to go to work on the fundamentals, the revenue-producing activity. When you find those holes on your calendar where you say, this is when I'm going to be working my osteogenics business. This is when I'm going to be doing it. Doing what? Egg. You understand? We've got to fill that in. So, so go, go talk to people. What does that mean? Let me give you the three fundamentals. These are principles, which means they're permanent. And that's how we remember them. Principles are permanent. 31 years ago, I was doing this because they were principles. All these years later, we're still doing this because these are principles. Now, the underlying aspect of the principle, we find the techniques. Techniques are also easy to uncover because techniques are temporary. When I first got involved in the profession, the principle was prospecting. You had to find people to talk to. We'll get to that in a moment. But the technique was to hand someone, physically hand them, or mail them an audio cassette tape. Some of you will need to Google that later. Just Google audio cassette tape. We would hand them. Here's a little story. Listen to the story. We don't do that anymore. We still prospect. Now you're more likely just to drop a text message for an ISA movie into someone's private message on Facebook or send them a WhatsApp if they're international or, you know, just call them and have a conversation with them. It's just very different today than it was back then. But the principles haven't changed. Does that make sense? Principles are the same. So what are the three fundamentals? The principles you need to go to work on. You want to grow your business bigger, better, and faster than you ever thought possible. Go to work on these three. Work on these three until these become part of the very fabric of who you are. Principle number one, we've touched on it, we've eluded it, we've danced around it, let's get right into it. It's prospecting. Principle number two is presenting. Somehow, some way, the story's got to be told. You can tell it, a tool can tell it, somebody's got to tell it, your sponsor can tell it, three-way call can tell it, Zoom presentation can tell it, company can tell it, somebody's got to tell it, but somehow, some way, they're not just going to call you up on the phone and say, I had a vision. I'm looking for a shake. Can you help me out? It doesn't work like that. No. Somebody has to put this in front of them and somebody has to tell them the story. Somehow, some way, the story's got to be told. That's a principle of prospecting. The techniques will continue to evolve and change. One of these days, we're going to go like this. And you're like, I'm in. And you'll scan your chip on my phone and your package will be delivered. And then you'll still tell people. There used to be something called Google. And somewhere in the archives, there's something called an audio tape. Now I know we're just using the chip that we all have implanted in our hands, and we're just touching our palms together to transfer information mentally. Much easier, much more efficient. efficient. But until we get there, you may want to drop an ISA movie into their private message on Facebook. Now, when you said drop a message, what exactly did you mean? Do I just copy and paste the URL, or should I add words to it? Egg. Do you understand? It's so simple for so many of us, not necessarily for them. Always remember that. And then, of course, the third is the place where we lose almost everyone. I'm still working on this, too. I promise you, you'll never graduate from this class. It's the duplicating, the teaching and training. Mary comes to me and she says, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I want to transform my body, transform my bank account. I want to give back to my kids, my community. I want to do some amazing things. Can you teach me? I say, I'm Mary, happy to teach you. Lynn and I would be happy to partner with you. We'll get you involved. We'll get you the right products. Mary says, okay, okay, okay. I call Mary. I say, Mary, how do you like the product? She goes, well, the box arrived a week ago. I haven't opened it yet. Do you understand? So getting people to actually move forward, even when they're telling you they want to, is something we struggle with as well. Because of people. They're people. And you can't say that, you can't, you have to be careful. Sometimes you know, I have to, the captions over my head are not necessarily the things I can share. Like, like, you know, what part of what you told me last time have you forgotten or is no longer important to you? You can't say that to people. They won't like you. So you just say, well, maybe you can get the box and bring it to the phone and we could open it together. And you just walk them through the box. What do I do with this package? Can you turn it around where it says instructions? <laughs> I'll hold. You know, what you like to say is, seriously, if you can't read, I can't help you. But you can't say that to people. They won't like you. 
walk them through it. It's what we call progressive education. Now, we understand progressive education in the real world, but let me just do a little sidebar here because this is important. We don't understand progressive education here because we all walk in, we look like adults. That's the problem. You know, if you're talking to somebody who's about, say, three, four, five years of age, mom's expecting the second child, and that little three, four-year-old comes to mom and says, Mommy, where do babies come from? Now, here's the question. As parents, what do we share? Do we share everything we know with that three, four, five-year-old, or do we share with them what we believe at that moment in their life they need to know? What do you think? Of course. You don't start pulling out drawings and explaining things and go get your dad and I'll show you a little bit more about... No, it's too much, too much, too much. You can't do that. We're not going... It's three, four, five. We're going to go pick them up at the hospital. You know, they're in mommy's tummy. We give them an age-appropriate conversation. But here's the problem. We have to remember that progressive education means over time. So that 12, 13-year-old child or that, that 2, 3, 4-year-old child eventually becomes 12, 13, 14. You know, whatever the age is, you need to give them the talk now. So what do you say to someone when you're giving them the talk? You know, one day you'll marry and then we'll go to the hospital and pick up your child together. No. No, you need a little bit more information. But does that mean just because they're, they're, they're the recipient of the talk, does that mean that you tell them everything you know? No. It means you make a decision as a parent and you share with them what they, you believe they need to know. So eventually they grow up. They find the one true love. It's their wedding day. It was spectacular. And just before they go off on their honeymoon, which one of you is going to walk around, find your son or daughter, put your arm around them, pull them in close and say, couldn't be more proud of you on this beautiful day. I'm so happy for the life you're about to engage in. And now that you're married and you're about to go off and enjoy the honeymoon with your husband, let me suggest a couple of things your mom and I have been enjoying for a number of years, we think you're really going to like. No. No. No, no, no. No, listen. Just because you know something does not obligate you to impart your wisdom on them. It's age... Age appropriate conversations. In the real world, we're going from zero to about 18. That's the goal. Here, we're going from zero to about 18 months. That's the goal. So if you had that time frame for a brand new associate who really wanted this more than anything else, and you had to think as someone who was going to be teaching and training them, I've got to take this person from where they currently are, and I've got to take them to where they desire to be. I'm going to do this over about an 18-month period of time. What would you be teaching them first, second, third? And how are you going to be progressing this individual further toward their dreams? Does that make sense? I'm telling you, that'll make all the difference in the world. So we've got to go to work on this, but let's go back in our mind for just a moment to that recipe. You remember what I said, the recipe had those three components? We have the ingredients. Here's what you're going to need, half a cup of this, quarter teaspoon of that. We have the process. Grease the pan, flour it, preheat the oven, mix it, egg, all of those things. And then, of course, we have temperature and time. Cook it until done, cool it for 10 minutes, pull it out, let it cool completely, frost it, enjoy. Understand? So you're just about to engage in this. You're going to make a chocolate cake. You've got the recipe there in front of you, and guess what? You open up the refrigerator, no eggs. What do you think? Ah, couldn't be that important. Let's see, um, butter. I'll just put in butter. Is that what you would do? A little more oil. Yeah, we'll just give that a go. We'll do that. Or you know what? I've got sour cream. How, how far off could that be? That sounds okay. I'll put some volume in there. It'll stick it together like the egg. That, would any of you do that? No. What would you do? You'd either nix the plan for the chocolate cake or you'd get in your car and you'd head to the store. You need eggs which is going to affect the amount of time it's going to take to make this cake. And that's how a lot of you are. Life is going to get in the way. You're going to be interrupted. You're going to have best laid plans. The phone's going to ring. Best laid plans, kids are going to need you. Best laid plans, all these things are going to happen. That's just like going to the grocery store. You've got to work that into your life. But you've got to come back to your original purpose, your, your, your goal. I've got these 90 days. I've got them in front of me. Life isn't going to be perfect. It's messy at best. But I have to know where I am. I've got to go to work on those numbers. I've got to know where I'm going. I've got to go work on that design. I have to do all that. I've got to do this, but let's review something really important. I want to define these three things for you in the most simplistic manner I possibly can. Please write this down. 
because we're messing this up completely. And it's like taking the egg and baking it, putting it afterwards, it's not working. And we don't understand, why well, I have the ingredients, what's going on, how come I don't have a cake? Prospecting is uncovering a problem. You don't have a prospect until you have uncovered a problem that they have an interest in solving. You have a suspect. I suspect they might be interested. I saw them walk by. That can't feel good. Do they have an interest in changing? We don't know. You have a suspect. You don't have a prospect. If you had a prospect, they would have suggested, I've got to do something. I've tried everything. I'm not giving up until I figure this thing out. If I could find a way, I would do it. Now you have a prospect, someone. You've identified a problem. But you know what a lot of us are doing? We're not moving to presentation until we have the problem, or we're moving too quickly. We're t here's what a lot of us are doing. We're mixing the order up. We're starting to share the presenting part. So here's the definition of presenting. Make sure you have this down. Presenting is offering a solution. Well, what solution? I'm not sure. What problem did you uncover? Were they interested in living in a better body? Were they interested in living out of a bigger bank account? Were they interested in both? Whatever they're interested in, you have uncovered the problem. Now you're going to move and you're going to share the solution to that problem using one of the tools that will do the talking for you. One of the ISO movies would be a great tool. One of the audios that has been recorded would be a great tool. One of the Zooms that might be available would be a great tool. You know, the ISO Tools to Go app would be a great tool. Lots of things you could just click, 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 send to them. There's lots of tools we have out there in the marketplace. I'm telling you, you've got to just think about what you know about this person, what the problem is that they have in their world, and what you can do to offer a solution and move forward. But here's what we're doing, and this is where we're making the mistake. Too often we're presenting before we've uncovered the problem. We do it in these events, we don't think about it. You walk in with that green logo shirt, and someone says, Isogenics, what's that? And out it comes. What are we doing? We're presenting. We're answering their question. We're just answering their question because we don't know what to do. Remember, we never share anything until we can share everything. It really isn't fair to them. So we need to find out what they're interested in. Here's my way of doing it. You can try this on, walk around in it like a fine garment for a while and see what happens. Same person says, what's isogenics? Here's my response. Doesn't matter what time of year it is. It doesn't make any difference. Well, you know, around the middle of December, everybody's kind of talking about the new year, thinking about their resolutions. Person starts nodding. And you know how at least for most people, the number one resolution is always to lose weight, get in shape, do something physically with their body. They keep nodding. And you, know, and you know how it is right now, whatever right now time of year it happens to be, most of us can't even remember what our New Year's resolutions were. And they're nodding. Isogenics is a company that actually allows people to reach their goals. What about you? What do you do? Now, what have I told them? Nothing. I've told them nothing because I don't know if they have a problem. And if they say, oh, that's nice, and then they start talking, they may not have an interest. It may just be more of a curiosity. Do you make, make sense? You've just got to find out where people are. Don't mess up the order. Messing up the order, we would understand in the real world, the single man is at the coffee shop and looks across and sees a beautiful girl sitting there. He's attracted to her on the outside, doesn't know anything about her on the inside, but at least if the outside is a fair representation of the inside, he'd kind of like to get to know her. So he boldly gets up, walks across the coffee shop, doesn't see a ring on, so he figures, that's my green light, here it comes. Hi, I noticed you from across the room, I didn't see a ring on your finger, I'm single too, and you know, I don't know anything about the inside of you, but I do like the outside of you, and if the outside's anything like the inside, I'd kind of like to get to know both parts of you. Listen, my parents are in town Friday, are you doing anything? You'd love my mom, she's so amazing. Would you like to come over for dinner? So what do you think, ladies, would you... Uh, would you say yes? Little too much, a little too soon? Yeah. That's what happens. It's a little too much, a little too soon. We can't do that. We have to uncover the problem first. Offer the solution next. When someone says yes, slow down long enough to teach and train them. Teach and train them what? Everything I've been sharing with you today. We've got to teach and train them about where they are. We've got to talk about the numbers. We've got to ask them, take a little step. Where are you? So that we can go to work and we can help them.
If they've got a strong belief in the product, that's okay. We don't have to spend that much time there. They have a strong belief in the profession, that's okay. Lynn came over with a strong belief in the profession. Nobody had to say to her, hey, this is network marketing, do you know that? Oh, it is? Oh, hey, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. We already knew what this was before we showed up. We were already 10 feet tall and bulletproof. We needed to know more about the company to build our belief, do you understand? We needed the products in our body to build our belief. We needed to see this compensation plan laid out for us. We need to experience it for ourselves to watch those numbers grow for us. But we absolutely knew we could do this because we had confidence and belief in ourselves because we'd invested so much time. What about you? Go to work on your numbers, teach and train other people. Make sure they understand the fundamentals. Make sure they're focusing on getting better when it comes to prospecting. They're getting better when it comes to presenting. They're getting better when it comes to teaching and training. And just understand, this is going to be a moving target. So, where's the time going to come from? Where are you going to acquire all the time necessary to do all of these wonderful things? Let me give you the best I've got. It's going to come from the second eight hours. It's one of the great secrets and mysteries of our world. Because we don't talk about this stuff. We don't teach and train on this at university. We don't share this among our families. Let me explain the concept of the second eight hours. Take the day, 24 hours long. We're going to take the first eight hours and we're going to feed our family. How many of you, by show of hands, have a job outside of isogenics? Look around the room, hold them way up. That's why. This is never going to change. It will always be this way, always. So we have to give per people permission to keep doing what they're doing until they no longer want to or need to. So the first eight hours is when you feed your family. Left brain people, don't get hung up on first eight hours. What do you mean the first eight hours? Like from midnight to eight in the morning? No! It's about eight hours a day to feed your family. You've got to go to work. I have to commute, it takes me longer. You're missing the point. Another egg. Eight hours to feed your family. The third eight hours of the day is when you're going to rest your body. We call that sleep. Oh, I don't sleep eight hours. Don't miss my point. First eight hours we feed the family, third eight hours we rest the body. So what do we all have? We have the second eight hours. We have the second eight hours every single day. Here's when they begin. The second eight hours begin from the time you open your eyes in the morning until you need to go to work. You've got a window. I don't know how long your window is, and I don't know what you do in your window, but you've got a window from the time you wake up in the morning until you go to work. And you've got a window from the time you come home from work until the time you go to bed. You've got a window. Those two windows in combination make up the second eight hours. You got a little bit of time for lunch, you've got another part of that window for the second eight hours. But the time you wake up in the morning until the time you go to bed, after but not including the work experience, second eight hours. That's when you're going to carve out and create your life. That's when you're going to go to work on your body. That's when you're going to go to work on your business. That's when you're going to go to work on your family. That's when you're going to go to work on the spiritual side of your life, the fun part of your life. That's when you're going to make all of this worthwhile, or as worthwhile as we can make it in this crazy mixed up world we're all living in. The second eight hours. So what are you going to be doing in your second eight hours? Here's the answer. Revenue producing activity. You're going to be looking for people to share the isogenics experience with, but you've got to uncover the problem first before you present. When you present, you're offering them a solution to what they've identified as a problem. Just got back from Aruba. Boy, we were there a week. I would have stayed a month if I could. Little post on Facebook, so obscure, in my, in my, in my newsfeed, went by, just like that. Most people say that, oh, they went to Aruba. They wish they could have stayed longer. Guess what I'm thinking? That's a problem. That's a problem. So I sent a little private message. I saw your post about Aruba. Hey, were you serious or just kidding around? I mean, did you really wish you could have stayed there for three more weeks? And if not, why not? I mean, I, I think they let you stay for about as long as you'd like, up to six months, I've heard. Why'd you come home? What do you mean, why did I come home? I had to go back to work. Well, what's wrong with that? You've got to love what, you've done, what, what you do. You've been there for years. Love what I do? What are you, mental? <laughs> oh, you must be under a contract. When's your contract expire? My contract? Well, if you don't like what you do, but you've been there for years, there must be some form of a contract. When's your contract expire? I don't have a contract. Oh, I got it. They must be paying you a lot of money. Forgive me for not understanding that. What are you talking about? I don't get paid a lot of money. Wait a minute, hold on for a second. Little check and reality check here. You don't like what you're doing. They don't pay you a lot of money. You're not under contract. Why are you there? Do you understand this? Why are you there? Uncover the problem and then offer them the solution. And when someone says yes, slow down 
and make sure you spend the time necessary to teach and train them what they need to do to get better. I'm going to give you one sentence here in conclusion. I want you to live by this if you're interested in growing your business bigger, better, and faster than you ever thought possible. The rest of you don't need to write this down. But if you're serious about your success in isogenics, this is the single greatest tip I could leave you with that literally is the roadmap that will take you north. You know, the North Star is pretty interesting. Far back as anyone knows, we've been tracking it, we've been traveling by it, we've been using it to take us from where we are to where we want to be, whether we're sailors, people flying airplanes, whatever it happens to be. The North Star. You know why? It just doesn't really move. It's always there. So in this analogy, north is the only direction you can go. North is in the direction of your dreams. North represents the body you want to live in. North represents the business you want to live from, the bank account you want to live from. North. South is moving away from what's important to you. Standing still might as well be moving away because the world will not pause and wait for you. So if you're standing still, you're going backwards. If you're going backwards, you're going backwards. There is no east and there is no west. There's only north or south. You're either moving toward what you want or by, by definition, you're moving away from it. Figure out how to work your business and your body and your bank account so that you're moving north all the time. How do you do that? Here's what has kept me on track for probably the better part of 25 years. One sentence. I want you to write it down. I'm going to describe it to you in detail, and then we're out of here. Here we go. Be here. Still. Actively involved a year from now. Be here. Still actively involved a year from now. Let's break it down. Be here. Be where? Not here, but in isogenics. Be here in isogenics. Still, what does that mean? There is no south, north, south, north, south, north. Or what a lot of us do is start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. That will never get you anywhere. It won't get you anywhere physically. It won't get you anywhere financially. Save the money, spend what's in your account. Save the money, spend what's in your account. Save the money, spend what's in your account. I don't care how long you end up living. You're always going to be broke. The only way the bank account grows is you put some money aside and you watch it grow. The only way the body performs is you go to work on it, 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 you get it where you want it to be. The minute you stop, ask anyone who's ever been injured. The minute you stop, the body begins to atrophy. I'm telling you, you go backwards. There's only one direction, and that's north. Be here, still, actively involved, revenue-producing activity. Find the people you want to talk to. Uncover the problem. Offer the solution, and get better teaching and, train them how to te teaching and training them how to say yes. Be here, still, actively involved, one year from today. It's going to take you about 100 meaningful conversations before you get this present, this prospecting thing down. If you need to, keep track. It's going to take you about 100 meaningful presentations before you get that part of this equation figured out. Be willing to put in the time. And it's going to take you about 100 people saying, yes, I'm ready to go, before you figure out the best way to move them from getting their information to having them receive the benefits that they've told you were important to them. Be willing to do the work. I'm telling you, Lynn and I wake up every morning with intention. We make, wake up every morning with purpose. We know it's important to us and we focus on that first. This is a part of who we are. This is not who we are. We do what we do here so that we can be who we are there. For some of you, you'll understand exactly what that means, but I'm telling you what keeps us moving north is we know where we are physically, we know where we are financially, and our goal right now has moved up to just finding the next person to talk to, to teaching, training, and working with all of the people that we are so thankful to call our Isogenics family. It has truly been an honor to be out here this morning, and I'm telling you something, this presentation has been recorded. It's going to be put up. It will be for all of you to see. And if you're not willing to do the work, I really can't help you any further. 
But if you're willing to go home and turn this recording on, grab pencil and paper, and go through this until you know the points, until you have the plan, you've got it all. When you have that down, I'm telling you, you will be 10 feet tall. You will have become bulletproof, and you will be without question unstoppable. Head north. <laughs>